When it comes to weather, we all want to know what did Skilling say. Watch for updated forecasts from Chicago's most trusted meteorologist, Tom Skilling, weeknights on WGN-TV. It is Pete McMurray in the Skyline Studios. We hate reporting this every single Monday. 18 killed over the weekend, but three kids were killed over the weekend. Let's bring up community activist Andrew Holmes on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Just maintaining. Um, Andrew, how does this happen? How do three kids, including a, a, a 20-month-old baby boy, get killed over the weekend? Well, when an individual take it upon itself to get a weapon and discharge it, you know, he knows right from wrong. You know, when you discharge that weapon and on the end of that projectile, it's a body on the end of it. So you know right from wrong what that gun's going to do. Well, I, weren't kids off limits in the past? I, I feel like uh, last week we had a three-year-old. This week we had a 10-year-old, a 20-month-old baby boy, a 17-year-old boy. What is going on? Well, everybody's off limits. Nobody should be able to pick up a weapon and take the life of anybody else, you know. And I'm, You're right. I, I don't like to see that, you know, regardless whether it's a baby, a teenager, an adult, somebody's grandmother. Everybody's off limits. It's just terrible. So people that are listening right now, they hear about this violence uh, every Monday. We talk about it. What can we do? What's the next step here? Well, you know, just maintain and uh, continue to educate. You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the teenagers. Oh, it's kid. No, it's not. You got you got some of these adults out here, you know, that's, that's you know, gearing them toward, you know, certain activities, and we have to stand up as fathers and mothers and say, hey, you know what, time out. You can't pick up that gun and shoot nobody. You know, there's some consequences behind it, and we have to stand up and let them know, you know, start teaching them, keep them in the right direction. And if those who have have been incarcerated for, for crimes, then we need to start working with them. See, we just can't just let them out, and all of a sudden they have no place to go no workforce, we have to get some training and some skills. And once they get the training and the skills in there to go into the job field, we got to make sure that they're getting jobs to be hired so they won't be repeated offenders. We just can't let them out and let them sit. And, you know, people need to stop blaming the kids and the teenagers with the shoot. No, we all are grown adults. Let's stand up here and show them a different way, a way to love, a way to heal. And if we have a family member or somebody that has a uh, uh, mental disability, a drug disability, we just can't keep standing back and saying, oh, he okay, she okay, let's get them some help. Um, Superintendent Brown today talked about the low bonds. He talked about the failed electronic monitoring system for repeat offenders. I understand that we have to have um, the, these community programs. I agree with you 100%, but what about the court system? Do you think uh, it's it's failed us? You know, in, in so many ways, when you look at so many people just going in and coming right back out after the detectives cross the T's and dot the I, put the paperwork up there, and the witnesses get up there, and then they find that these people are coming back out. Who's protecting the witnesses? And at the same time, we don't see where people have been on electronic monitoring, mm-hmm. out committing crime. Yeah. Okay. Then you got to go back to the drawing board. Who's at the wheel watching their movement? So 
if they went out somewhere and committed a crime, then it goes back to that person who's supposed to be monitoring this, that device saying, oh, we got movement, and the movement is out of the range. So it falls back on the person that's monitoring that system there. And where he knows or she knows if she got that electronic device on them, and if you move out of the distance, distance yep. that you're in, it's going to go off. Now, who who is that? Is that the the bonds people? Is that the police department? Who is that? That monitors the well, electronic that's, uh, um, that's monitoring coming, system. That's coming under Cook County. That's Cook County. We're that should ta- be coming under Cook County. On the phone with us, community activist Andrew Holmes. You're on the ground there. You you're there every single weekend when something happens. You're there in the community. Let me ask you a few questions. The tougher gun laws are those going to work? You have to enforce the ones that's on the books already. We got tougher gun laws on the book. Just enforce them. How about tougher sentences for repeat offenders? Would is, would that be a deterrent? Well, the first place, if they're a repeated offender, they should have been rehabilitated to know that, you know, you're going to be back. You've been in there for a long time already. Yeah. So that's where we got to start at helping them when they're coming out so they won't be repeated offenders because they already know. If you commit that crime, you're coming right back. Mm-hmm. They just get caught up in the system, don't they? And it's just a spiral. It just keeps going over and over and over, doesn't it? Yeah, the buck, buck has to stop there. we got to help them while they're in the system, get them some solid training, and help them, assist them with jobs coming up out of there so they won't come back, so they won't go on the streets and, and do bodily harm to somebody because, you know, a lot of these people that are incarcerated got a billion dollar worth of knowledge and, you know, just need some guidance. Yeah. And, and I, I I don't know the answer to that. I, I wish I had that. You know, uh, Superintendent Brown um, had a very passionate speech today, as he did last uh, week, too. He said that they're going to have more officers on the ground this week, increase officers Thursday through Sunday. Officers can only take one day off over Fourth of July weekend. Twelve hundred more officers on the street. Andrew, is that really going to help? We got a lot of parents and a lot of boots on the ground. Besides myself out here, that's helping out here on the streets. I, you know, I look at the police department. Hey, they've been out here before. They don't put a number of officers on this side, a number of officers on that side, and guess what? We still got a body count. And it doesn't help, does it? So they need, they keep doing the same thing over and over, and it's not working. You know, we can't re- keep um, putting the same thing over and over again, and we, we, we're, we're singing to the choir. Yeah. We got to get, we got to get some help. We got to get those who need help, some help, and we got to help those police departments who need help. You got civilian people out here that you can employ and put out here. You know, I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. High Park, over in High Park. Yep. They got visibility with everybody on every corner. Now look at the crime rate over there compared to the crime rate elsewhere in the city. Start employing people. High Park is a good example. Security, people everywhere. So we need we need to move them in those neighborhoods. Move them the same way, employ people, get them jobs. And if High Park can, can make an, be an example of with everybody on that corner and they working, they got a steady income, there's no crime way too tough over there because they got their security. And that way eliminates the police resource over here because you got liable people that are standing out here that are looking, they're getting paid, 
they they working with the community. And I'm not knocking the police department, no police department, because you know what? In every job, we got a bad apple somewhere, and we got to weed them out. And if we got bad apples in certain police uh, departments, then we need to weed them out, too. Do you get a chance to talk to the mayor's office or the superintendent's office? I haven't met, met with the uh, mayor. Uh, I mean, not the mayor. I have met with the superintendent. I've talked with the mayor during her time when she was um, running for office. Um, she, she's a personal friend of mine, mm-hmm. you know, and she does listen. But at the same time, like I say, when we got that bad seed, wherever they at, we got to weed them out. We got to work together. Right. Well, it's one thing to listen. It's uh, it's another thing to act. They need to act, and they need suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got a lot of, like I said, you got a lot of people out there on the west side, east side, north side, and south side, a lot of men on, and women on the ground, and they have bright ideas about how we can control the gun violence, how we can enhance the quality of life. Because I'm not the only voice out here. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of from Will Callaway to Mr. Carter out there. Just a whole lot of men and women on the ground, and I appreciate them 100 percent for speaking and trying to reach these people out here. No matter what race, creed, or color you are, we and, all need help. And Andrew, how did you become a community activist? How did that start? Uh, just working. Working in the field with people, um, started through Terry Peterson, uh, State Rep. Mill Patterson, and uh, uh, Senator Jacqueline Collins, just uh, working in your community, working your block, right. block by block, pulling the blocks together. And you, you take pride in your neighborhood. That's why this all started. Yeah, you got to take pride in your neighborhood. You got to take pride in your neighbors. You got to take pride in everybody that you meet because there's no big eyes and no little use. You just have to stay prayerful. And then hopefully that things will change because everybody got a good idea. They just have to listen. And Andrew, before you go, we have people listening right now that have just kind of tuned out the, the shootings and the murders here in the city of Chicago. You got people listening in the suburbs right now. They're on the highways. They're listening. What can you tell those people? How can we get those people to pay attention? Because in a, a, a mass setting, that's when people will start listening when everyone speaks up. Well, you can't let anyone just take control of your block, sit there and do what they want to do. you got to take pride and stand up. That's your block, your taxpayers, and guess what? Those legislators and everybody else have to take the time to listen and help you change your block your situation, get the income in there, the economic development that's supposed to be there, because guess what? If it's not and it don't happen, you won't be in office alone. Listen to the people. A community activist, Andrew Holmes, thank you for taking the time. I know you've been very busy today. We appreciate you coming on, and hopefully we can do it again. Yes, sir. All right. Be safe out there. Thank you, sir. That is uh, Andrew Holmes, community activist. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. Greg, you had a comment? Yes. The Constitution says we can have arms, but it don't say nothing how much the bullets cost. Make every bullet cost $5,000. Well, Greg, that's not realistic. I mean, remember, these are a lot of stolen guns, too. They're trying to get stolen guns. I understand that. But what about... If the bullet costs $5,000, they'll be way more careful with it. it, it, It'll never work. It won't work. 
And human beings are the only animals on this planet that kill for no reason. I understand, but you have hunters that are listening right now, including a few of my brothers that go hunting, and they're responsible gun owners. What about those guys? Okay. Well, then, something, maybe we've got to give an exemption on that. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to work, but thank you for the call, Greg. I understand what he was saying, but it's just, it's not going to work. Okay. Uh, Coming up next, if you have questions for Dr. Jim Adams from Northwestern, we're going to talk a little bit about the coronavirus. I have some questions about masks. If you have questions, this is your chance. You don't have to go to the hospital. You don't have to pull up uh, your doctor on FaceTime. You can call us here and ask him directly. Dr. Jim Adams from Northwestern is coming up next, but first, time for news.